0: You are now in tune to a 726 studio production. <laughs> yeah, let me stop my shit. Yo, what's up, and welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. So, the thing that I wanted to talk about today is something that I didn't necessarily really want to get into because I thought that I got into it in earlier episodes, and it's kind of risky. I feel like I'm going to eventually repeat stuff that I said in those episodes, but it is what it is. So today I want to talk about what it's been like studying abroad for me and what it's like in general. I believe that like these are things that people can take from studying abroad on a whole. Now, for those of you that have been listening to this podcast since day one, I appreciate y'all. And to those of y'all that are new, I appreciate you too for joining us. So back in the day, which was episode four, I talked about coming to Taiwan, how I ended up here, what my first day was like, things I like and the things I don't like my likes and dislikes. And then in episode six, I talked about adjusting to a new country, which is essentially the same as you know, studying abroad, both of those episodes tied into the point of studying abroad. So now when it comes to this episode, I just want to talk about. What are the things that, you know, you experience while studying abroad, what you can get out of it. And I guess you could say this is going to be mostly just looking at the positives. Of course, I got to take a little, you know, dive into the negative side of stuff because not everything in life is, you know, perfect. Nothing is perfect. Now, the reason why I thought about this topic is because, you know, um, recently the Taiwan ICDF scholarships opened up. Cause they usually start at the beginning of January and they close around the middle of March. And well, I wanted to talk about this to get people interested into wanting to apply. And this is in no way going to be some sort of promotion. They're not asking me to promote it. I mean, to be fair, my project manager, the person that is in charge of us here, like does the paperwork and handles all the different stuff for us. She was like, you know, if you ever have an episode that you talk about stuff like that, let me know and we can promote it. But I'm not sure if this is an episode she would want to promote with me cursing and shit on this. But anyway, so besides the fact that the scholarship period had opened up, it's the fact that she showed us a little video and, you know, as always, they ask us scholarship students to participate in like these little promotional videos answering small questions and what's not. And the boy was in it, you know. I'm a star, you know what it is. So, yeah, all of that added to the fact that you know what, I should talk about it because you know, studying abroad is a good opportunity. And to top it all off, despite the fact that I thought about this episode idea a while back, to be honest, it should have been dropped maybe two episodes ago or more, but I was really thinking, nah, I won't do it, I won't do it because of the risk of being repetitive. But recently, one of my friends who is doing her internship with Love FM, but she's studying out here. She did like a little interview with me and other people talking about experience in Taiwan. It's very brief, but that also was the reason why I was like, okay, I didn't talk about much on that, so I got to talk about it on my podcast. Now, without further ado, without me wasting any more of your time, without me stalling like I am doing right now, Let's just talk about studying abroad. So studying abroad, it is what the title says it is, it is what the term literally means. You study abroad, you study outside of your home country. Now not everyone gets a chance to do so, but for those that do study abroad, they do it by two means. The first one is your family is able to afford it. They pay for you to go to the different country of your choice that you want to go to. And you study there. Now that's not necessarily something that's cheap. It's not easy to do because one, you got to pay for tuition. You got to pay for your housing, you got to pay for that everyday expense, you know, that pocket money and not everyone can afford to do so. So now it's like, hmm, so if I don't have the money to study abroad, now how else would I do it? I'm just stuck in my country. Like I mentioned earlier, there are ICDF scholarships, MOFA for Taiwan, what's not. And there are scholarships that are available to study almost anywhere in this world. Like I mean, back in the day, I think scholarships were something that was like, they were very hard to get. You had to have like really, really, really super great grades. Now I'm not saying that the standard has been lowered, but I guess it has been more relaxed because I mean, depending on the scholarship that you want, you still have to meet a certain criteria. Now, like I said, the world is growing more and more people are going to school. And for some reason, the availability of scholarships are widening. It's become a global world. So different countries are trying to connect with others from different parts of the world, bring them to their country, teach them, and in some sort of way, it helps to build a bridge between the two countries. So as I've said so many times here, and if you know me by now, you know that the main reason why I'm out here studying is because I'm on a scholarship. And to be honest, I think that's the only reason. If I didn't get a scholarship, I would be right back at home I'll probably still be at the social security board of police still be there dreading some days, you know, because not every day is the best. Not every working condition is the best, but we'll leave it at that. I don't want to get too much into it because you never know where I might end up in the future. (laughs) I might just end up right back there. I mean, like I said, I had good times and bad times, and I think overall the good always outweighs the bad, but the bad is like, "Eh, yeah, I got to get out of here. So. Yeah, if it wasn't for a scholarship I'd still be stuck at home, I'd probably have my bachelor's at some point, I'd do it part time at UB or something. But I think when it comes to studying abroad, the reason why I would influence you guys to want to study abroad, and that's not only to my Belizean listeners, that goes for my Taiwanese listeners, that goes to my listeners from everywhere, from anywhere that's listening to this. I think the biggest thing about studying abroad is that it's more than just about school. Sure you're there for an education but school is somewhat secondary. Now that sounds a bit weird, but as always I'll make it make sense for you guys. So now of course when you go to study abroad, you want to be able to pass. I mean you should pass, especially if you're there on a scholarship you probably have to maintain certain grades and what's not to keep the scholarship. And even more so if you're paying for it, you don't want to be out there wasting your parents money, your family's money, you know they're making that sacrifice to send you to study abroad. Like I said, school is secondary. And that's because, well, you can get an education anywhere in the world. You can get in your country. Who knows? It might be up to par as the country you're studying in now that you're abroad. But the biggest advantage is that you're out of your comfort zone. You're in a new country, in a new environment. There's so much more for you to learn. And so that's why I would say that school is secondary and the experience is the most important part of it all. You got to take in everything that's surrounding you. Because at the end of the day, if you're not really, you know, embracing this new culture, this new scenery, this new environment, well, why did you even bother studying abroad? Like, you could have just stay at home if you just really and truly only wanted an education. So for me, it has been three and a half years out here in Taiwan. Well, technically, if we look at it from like a literal point of view, yeah, it's still been about like three and a half, about three and a quarter in terms of actual time but three and a half in terms of the school years. So in that time, I've had a lot of experiences. I've had my ups, I have my downs. But at the end of the day, there's so much that I grasp from my time here in Taiwan. Now, the first thing is that of somewhat of independence. Now, yeah, back home, I was working. But when I was in PG, I still lived at home. I mean, I didn't have any bills to pay. I just had to, you know, Spend my money however I wanted to. You know, like I said, I was still pretty much a child. Well, like my parents' child. Because I'm at home, they cover all the bills, they cover all the utilities, they have the home, they provide the home. And, well, the only expense I really have is probably during lunch and what's not at work that I buy my own food. Now I come out here, and sure, I'm not really independent in the sense that I'm on a scholarship, and the money I get. It's not money that I earn technically. Like I'm not working for the money. It comes with the scholarship. I'm not out there having a job. Sure, one can look at it as, you know, my job is my education is to maintain my good grades to keep the scholarship. So that in itself is work, but it's not the, you know, the typical type of work we consider to be, you know. So by having this money, I'm forced to manage my money in a certain way whether it's like, you know. Sure they pay for the dorm, the living and what's not, but I got to manage how I spend my money on food, my groceries, my laundry, um, my things such as data, Apple music. I mean, Apple music and what's not they are luxuries, but at the same time, you know, you want them. Now one might say that data is also a luxury, but I would say here in Taiwan data is somewhat of a necessity. Yeah, sure, they do have free wifi at different parts, but it's not always reliable. Many times it will fall like it will drop every now and again, and you have to be like at a specific spot to get a good free wifi. However, you know, it's big compared to that of Belize. You can't really get lost in Belize. Everything is pretty close, especially if you live there. And even if you don't, it's easy to just ask someone like, Hey. Where is this place? Where is that place? And they can kind of point it out for you pretty easy. However out here, I feel like Google maps is a necessity unless it's someplace that you've been to over and over and because you've been there over and over using Google maps. So to establish knowing where to go, you have had to had used Google maps. So yeah, having data is a must. And I mean, in general, paying for data isn't really too expensive. I used to pay around 500 NT dollars, which is about a little bit more than 30 bullies, like a little bit over $30 per month for data, unlimited data. But now shout out to my girlfriend. We found like this really cheap plan that was available for Taiwanese. So I got it through her and now I pay about what under 200 NT. So that's like a little bit over 10 bullies, less than $15 a month for unlimited data. That shit is crazy. I mean, can't go wrong with that at all. So, yeah, that necessity got a little bit reduced, so it makes life easier for me. But, you know, just that independence. If you're a young person, and most people are that do come to study abroad, like, you know, you're in your early 20s, a lot of us come from homes that are sheltered. Now, of course, not everyone has the same background. Some people have had to, you know, put in that extra work because they've had a hard time growing up, their families aren't well off financially. So they had to earn everything now to those of you that are like that kudos to you. I respect that. And you know, you're better off with your money management than I probably am, but being from a family that's sound financially, you don't really have to worry about much. You don't have that sort of, you know, you don't have to do things on your own. Your family's there for you. They handle stuff, but now when you get out there, it's like you're on your own. It's a real world, sorta. And you have to find a way to make it work. And you're forced to grow. And that's a good thing, to be honest, because all growth is good growth. Now, other than, you know, having to become independent, you're able to learn a lot about a new culture. Don't get me wrong. Not everywhere you go to study abroad is going to be completely different. Now, if you go from Belize to, let's say, the States, sure, it's the US, it's bigger, it's more advanced, sort of, it's more developed. But the culture in itself isn't that much of a huge difference because I guess, you know, us little countries in Central America probably already take a lot of influence from the States as it is. So going there is just more of the same at a higher volume. Whereas if you transition from, you know, from one continent to the other, it's like, okay, shit just got real. There's a lot for me to learn. There's a lot of new things. And for some people, there's culture shock. But when you think of it, that culture shock is just like a little shock that sends a little knowledge to you. So you learn it over time. I mean, here in Taiwan, I've learned a lot about what is it I've learned about the history of the country. I mean, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. And then after you read about these different things, you watch the videos, then you go to different places and it's like, Oh, this is it. Oh, this is that person. This makes sense. That makes sense. And you tie together a lot of different stuff. And not only have I learned about, like, let's say, Taiwan history per se, I've learned about, you know, the Buddhist religion just a little bit, not too much. And it's one that I really like, it's very interesting. I remember back in my freshman year, I went to Foguan -shan Shan, whatever it may be, the huge Buddhist museum sort of thing down in Kaohsiung which is the south and to be honest when I got there I loved the vibe like it was very peaceful it was very tranquil and it's a place I would want to visit again but it's just so damn far like eh, Kaohsiung is pretty far away I mean i probably see myself going to Tainan soon because my big dog is down there playing Chuck my dog and probably just go hit him up chill down there a little bit and just see what's up. I mean, Kaohsiung is still pretty close, but it's like, eh, chances of me going there right now or anytime soon is very unlikely. But yeah, so like for Buddhism, I learned the three pillars per se, if you want to call it that. Well, I saw it somewhere. It's like, think good thoughts, speak good words, do good deeds. Now, I mean, that's a pretty straightforward way to live your life. It's pretty simple, can't go wrong. So, like I said, you can learn something going to a new country. You learn about some, you know, new culture you learn about new food and like for food per se one of my favorite meals out here is that of ramen i mean it is japanese but i learned about it here and the crazy thing is the first time i heard about ramen my friends told me about it and i'm like "Huh?" Hey? because you know back home when you think about ramen you think about the instant noodles the maruchan and it's like why are you guys going out to eat that shit i can just cook that at home but then i remember i went to A ramen place in the States with my cousin. And when he told me about it, I'm like, "Uh, in my mind, I'm still like, why? But when I got there, I'm like, oh, it's not what I expected. It's actual, like, it's way different and it's pretty good. And so the good thing about it is that there's this really good ramen place that's not too far away from my school. So I go there pretty often. And that's become my favorite food out here. Now I'd say my second go to, well, not my go to because I don't eat that much, but something I really. I've come to like a lot because I tried it out here in Taiwan is that of sushi again another Japanese dish but It's like damn sushi is pretty good I love this shit and then last but not least is that of hot pot now when you think of hot pot it's basically you cook your own food you cook like your meat in this little soup the veggies whatever it may be and it's like who goes to a restaurant to cook their own food that's beyond me that shit is crazy but the more and more you go and You realize it's pretty good it's like ooh, i come here again and again and again and it just grows on you and i think that's the biggest part of studying abroad you gotta be able and willing to experience new things and that comes down to like what i said back in my episode about adjusting to a new country you gotta be open-minded now of course not everything is something that you will like but there will be things that take some time to grow on you and eventually when they do You're gonna be like damn why was I overlooking this for so long so yeah you could just take so much from it now the biggest downside to studying abroad would be that of I'd say being away from your family and friends and the people you've known all your life and it's not easy there are times that I am homesick and I really miss it but when I start looking back at things and how COVID is and what's the situation like back in Belize I realize I don't miss the country that much. It's more the people that I miss. Now, don't get me wrong. I still miss my country. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I do miss it. But I miss the people more than I miss the place. And, you know, being abroad, being away from these people, you miss out on a lot of things. And, you know, it sucks. But it's just a sacrifice you got to make in order to, you know, achieve your goals, learn new stuff, grow as a person. For myself, one thing that I missed is that of my nephew being born like what, he's about a little bit over a year now, one year and a couple months old. And well, like when my other nephew was born a while back, he didn't like to get along with everyone like he would fuss and fight and cry. But I'm that person that I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to annoy the hell out of you, and you're going to like me, eventually, whether you like it or not. And that's what happened with my nephew, and it's gotten to the point where it's like, out of all of us, I'm obviously the favorite uncle, you know, because it's the fact that I guess I annoyed the hell out of him, and, you know, I'm the baby out of all of us, I'm the youngest, so I'm the cool uncle, I mean, you guys can tell by now, you know, it's just who I am, it's what I do. But yeah, so in him being cool, when I do talk to my brother and I talk to him, it's like, yeah, it's nice talking to my nephew. I remember, I remember once he had like access to someone's WhatsApp and he would message me stuff. Or when I talk to him, it's like, you know, it always feels good. Talk to my nephew. And now having my other little nephew that's born not too long ago, he was born while I wasn't at home. And I see pictures of him growing up, starting to walk and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, damn, I really want to be home. But it's unfortunate that, you know, COVID exists. The situation isn't the most, how to say, it. it isn't the best situation. So you miss out on things like that. But other than that, I mean, like I always say, the good outweighs the bad. Well, not all the time, but when it does, you know, it makes me forget about the bad stuff. You know, nothing, no one, no situation is perfect. But at the end of the day, as long as we enjoy it overall, it is what it is. You just vibe with it. And I think that's all we can ask for in life is to have the good always be more than the bad. When it's the other way around? We just hope for a better situation, you know, improved situation and what's not. Now studying abroad isn't always the best depending on where you go. I think it all boils down to your situation you're placed in, the country you go to and what's not. Because I have friends and family that have studied in a said country, I will not, you know single out the country, I will not get into that. But their situation has not always been the best. It's been a rough living situation from time to time. I remember I saw one of them post on his WhatsApp story once that like, he had a gallon of water left just to shower, brush his teeth and do all that. I'm like, huh, a gallon of water to do all of that. My ass is six, two, six, three, um, 191 cm. Now how the hell am I going to take a shower with one gallon of water, still have enough left for me to brush my teeth and all that sort of stuff. Mm, Nah, I got to say life out here in Taiwan as a foreign student. I mean, I think life out here in Taiwan as a student in general is pretty good. Like always, I only speak from my own experience, but I mean, overall, there is still something you can learn from a bad situation. You can learn how to handle bad situations, so in you know later parts of your life, when you are placed in those similar situations, you know how to cope with them. Or it also teaches you how to be more grateful for the good stuff that you do have in your life. So that's just one way to look at it, you know? It teaches you something one way or the other. So yeah, overall, I give, like, I fully recommend studying abroad if possible. If you can do it, like, you know, your entire college years, whether it's for your bachelor's undergrad the full four years or if you already did like an associate's degree and you just have to do like the other two years or you go to a country to do your master's phd whatever it may be if there's an opportunity to do so do it or even if it's something as simple as doing a semester abroad doing a year abroad you know like an exchange student do it because there's so much out there for you to learn there's so many other people for you to interact with you know. Sometimes it's good to go out of your comfort zone. I mean, most of the time, hell, all the time it's good to go out of your comfort zone, but yeah, I fully recommend it. And just a reminder to those of you that are interested in Taiwan, the application process is open right now. It closes at the middle of March, which is right around my birthday, which is right around the best time of the year. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, I urge you guys to go out and do that ASAP because it's a lengthy process. Trust me, I've been through it, and I guess now with COVID everything is just more, you know, even more complicated. So yeah, if you or someone you know are thinking about coming to Taiwan, tell them go ahead and do so. If you have any questions about the country, questions about the process, feel free to hit me up, you know where to find me. And well, if you want to hear more about like my time in Taiwan, my time getting here, adjusting to a new country, That's episode number four, Taiwan, and episode six, adjusting to a new country. Now, let me just look at my phone real quick. I got to get the date for when these episodes were released. Okay, so the first one was released in, I mean, both of them were released in July. The first one was on July 10th, and the second one was on July 24th. So feel free to go back then, check them out, because it would be helpful for you in some sort of way. Or like I said, you can come directly to the source, hit me up, ask me questions feel free to do so. As always, you know, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. I'm going to catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.